0: Uh We are continuing our series this week called The Spirit. Uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's lots of people very comfortable with the Son, that is with Jesus, because we know He likes us, right? We're not sure if the Father likes us, right? There's a lot of people a little nervous about, you know, is, is God the Father on my side or not? Maybe He's just an old angry guy, but let me tell you, He's not an old angry guy. He is good. God is good. And the Holy Spirit is good too. But the Holy Spirit can be something that people kind of shy away from because it can seem strange. The people that talk about the Holy Spirit all the time can also seem strange. And uh, so we're trying to break down some of those barriers and help people to draw into the fullness of God. Um, Do you understand everything there is about God? Of course not, so don't limit God to your understanding, right? If we don't understand everything about God, let's not limit God to our understanding. Um, we talked about the progression about, <clears throat> in our, our Christian life. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit is present and active in our entire lives, both before we come to faith, after we come to faith, and then continuing on through our Christian walk. And so, uh, before we come to faith, of course, we need to be drawn in. The Holy Spirit is going to interact with us through that. When we come to faith, when we, when we get saved, when we make that confession and we ask for forgiveness of sins and we say to Jesus, I will follow you in this life and I will follow you into eternity, then uh, the Holy Spirit is clearly present in that. But there's even more than that. Each one of us, can have a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit than what we have right now. What that means is God isn't finished with you yet. Isn't it nice to know that God isn't done with you yet? Amen? Amen. And uh, uh, last week we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, there's the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, um, this is the fruit of the Spirit is God's heart, the heart of God. Um, Which ones of your problems? Think about the problems that you've got in your life. Now, let's read the list of the fruit of the Spirit and see which ones of your problems would be solved if you had in your heart the things listed here in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So these are the things, the fruits of the Spirit. If we had those in our hearts, man, wouldn't that be awesome? How do we get those? Well, these are not the fruits of your labor. Right? The normal Christian way of doing things is feel guilty and try harder. Right? That's the American way besides. But it's the thing that we've done in the church. Feel guilty, try harder. Is that how we get the fruits of the Spirit if the fruits of the Spirit are are from the Holy Spirit. No, we need to connect with the Holy Spirit so that He changes our hearts so that then we have the fruits of the Spirit in our heart. Just feeling guilty and trying harder isn't going to work in this particular case. Sometimes that's probably okay, but not in this particular case. What we want to do is yield to the Holy Spirit of God. Let Him come and touch us fill us, strengthen us, and bring us into a place of having a heart, a heartbeat that is a heartbeat like God's heartbeat. This week, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. So let's pray. We'll get into some new material this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your... Uh, for Your Holy Word. I thank You, Lord, that You don't leave us down here to wander around, do the best we can, but You guide us by Your Spirit, and You guide us by Your Word. Help us to see what You've got for us. Help us to grab onto Your truth. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. Let's read John chapter 7, verses 37-39, through 39, and we see something that the Holy Spirit will do for the believer. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. So Jesus is in a big crowd of people. And he gets up and he says, hey, 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 hey. And he starts to talk. He's getting the attention of the crowd and here's what he says. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. I like verse 39 because it explains what that means. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those uh, who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So streams of living water will flow from within him. And these streams come through the Holy Spirit. And this is a reference to both the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, the things of God flowing through us into this world. So this seems important, right? If Jesus is going to get up and get everybody's attention and tell them this, this is important stuff. And we want streams of living water flowing out of us. Amen? How many times do Christians have other things flowing out of them? We want streams of living water. We want good things coming out of us. We want the overflow of the abundance of our heart to be good things that are from God. Not other things. Not things of, of darkness, things of bitterness, things of pride. We want the things of God flowing out of us. So, we talked about fruits of the Spirit last week. Which is more important? The fruit of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit? 50-50, 50-50, 1 50. Corinthians chapter 13, it says, uh, this is Mike's paraphrase, it doesn't matter what gifts you have if you don't have love, it's nothing. It doesn't matter what gifts you have if you don't have the fruit of the Spirit. It's not going to do any good. That's what 1 Corinthians thirteen one through 3 says. So fruit is very, very important, but gifts are also important, right? How many people have taken a a spiritual gifts inventory or a gifts survey? Raise your hand if you've done that. All right, about about half, okay. Uh, I got got a survey for you guys to take if you want. Uh, We can get that going. But let's look at some lists in Scripture. Now, when we look at these lists, understand this. uh, The lists are not exhaustive. It's just kind of like some examples. You know what I mean it's not like here is the only things that you could possibly do in the kingdom of god these are just some examples for example running the uh, soundboard and the computer are not on the list but if these uh you know if the apostle paul was writing these uh these epistles now that might have made the list you know sound tech might have been on there just because it's not In the scriptures doesn't mean that it isn't a gifting from God to be able to be used in the body of Christ. So let's look at a couple of lists. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8 gives us one list. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body. So this is talking about the group and each one's role in the group. Each member belongs So this is a a list, another list in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 4 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So what Paul is saying is, you're going to be different, and God is going to touch different people in different ways. Don't think you're separate because you're different. You're all part of the same thing. Verse 7. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Why is the manifestation of the Spirit given? For everybody. For the common good. For the good of the group. Verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. Now don't we all have faith? But there's a special gift of faith. A faith to move a mountain. A faith to see something accomplished that other people don't see. A special gift of faith. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. Verse 10. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now, isn't that an interesting list of things? Some of those things are pretty normal. You know, let him govern diligently. Excellent. You know, let him serve. We're going to have a potluck, and somebody's going to serve great. You know, like, that seems normal. Uh, you know, let him prophesy. Okay, how about, you know, like, doing miraculous powers. You know, that's an interesting, wouldn't that be a great one to have? You know, like, oh, you got water, huh? Let me show you what I can do with that. You know, I mean, that'd be a good one, right? That'd be fun. Uh, some of these seem pretty normal. Some of these seem not so normal more supernatural, hence spiritual gifts. But God is good, right? The only way we can learn about these types of things is through practice, through stepping in and finding out what's really going on. You know, uh, we need to not be watchers of religion, but participants. I like to watch football on TV. That feels way different than playing in the game, right? Feels way different. And when I'm sitting on the couch, I'm pretty sure I know what they should be doing differently, right? Uh, But when you're in the game, you realize what's going on. Like, it's a little hard to catch the ball when you just broke three ribs. You know, I mean, you know, 30 seconds ago. It's a little tricky. And so you you don't necessarily see everything that's going on when you're watching. But when you're participating, when you're in the game, it's a whole different deal. And that's how it is with the gifts of the Spirit. We need to experience so that we can know. If we don't experience, we're just watching. And we're not going to have... Uh, a connection and understanding with what's happening. But don't be afraid. God is good. Walk in. It takes courage, but we can only learn through practice. And remember, fruit first. We will know them by their fruit. Let's read. Let's just read Ephesians four fifteen. Ephesians 4, verse 15. This is a really interesting verse. Because it's talking about uh, the expression of the fruit and gifts of the Spirit in such a way that brings the body of Christ into its fullness. Wouldn't it be something to see the church functioning at its greatest capacity? That would be awesome. Here's how we get it. Verse 15, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head that is Christ. And this is this is again talking about the group. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head. So speaking the truth in love. The truth, knowledge, wisdom, that's described in the gifts. Love is described in the fruit, right? So we've got gifts and fruit operating together. Now, let's do let's do four quadrants. I like to do four quadrants. You know Pascal's wager. Uh, if God exists or if God doesn't exist, if I believe or I don't believe, if I believe and God exists, I go to heaven. If I believe and God doesn't exist, I'm worm food. If I don't believe and God exists, I go to hell. If I don't believe and... God doesn't exist. I'm warm food. So the best case scenario in the don't believe is the worst case scenario in the do believe. So that helps us in our decision making. Right? So, uh, <laughs> I only have so much time. Um, <laughs> the deal is we've got quadrants. So let's say we've got fruit and gifts. No fruit no operation of gifts. So if we've got the fruit, is this fruit? We've got, but it's not It's not forming. All right, we've got fruit and gifts. We've got the truth in love, right? That's good. That gets us somewhere. But if we've got no fruit, but we have the gifts, then we've got the truth, but maybe in anger. We've got the truth intended to hurt. We've got the truth in divisiveness. Oh yeah, they did this wrong. You should come with me. You've got the truth, but not used in the right heart. That's gifts without fruit. But can you have love without truth? That's where you just want to give everybody a hug, but you never tell them about Jesus. That's where you you maybe don't tell them the truth, You might lie to them to make them feel better because you love them and you want them to be happy so you don't tell them the truth. You're just really nice to them. That's love without truth. That's not going to do much good, is it? And then you've got, um, of course, no love and no truth. That's just a big mess. (laughs) We might want to refer to that as the world, you know, in that negative sense. Just messy, messy lies and cruelty. Uh, we don't want that. So you see how fruit and gifts work together. If there's love, you can say the truth. If there isn't love and you want to tell the truth, it's going to be hard for people to hear it because they need to be loved first. Speaking the truth in love is the thing that gets us to that next place. Who are. The gifts of the spirit for. You hear people talking about my spiritual gifts. I have this spiritual gift. And by the way, spiritual gifts change over time. When you're 11, you may have certain spiritual gifts like spreading salt on the ice on the sidewalk. It's a very important spiritual gift. Uh, When you're 30, you might have different gifts. When you're 50, you may have different ones from there. Spiritual gifts change over time as we are faithful and as we serve and as we grow and as we develop, they'll change over time. So the idea of this is my gift, well, for now, maybe, you know, maybe you end up like me where I'm sort of a preacher guy. You know, I come up and preach fairly regularly, and so I'm anticipating doing that for quite a while into the future and uh, should be pretty similar, but they'll change over time. But who are these gifts for? Is God giving me a spiritual gift so that I can have it? And take it home, put it on my shelf, and look at it and think better of myself. I'm more of of like the UPS guy, right? I've got the gift, but I'm to bring it somewhere and do something with it. And so the spiritual gifts the manifestation of the spirit is given to the common good it's given to the body all the different parts so that we can accomplish things let's just read one verse we haven't read yet first peter 4:10 we're going to jump to first peter 4:10 so we get somebody other than the apostle paul telling us about spiritual gifts i like to diversify a little bit so we got peter each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others Faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So we are... Let me me ask you this question because I'll have you hooked if, if you answer this the right way. Do you believe you have any spiritual gifts? If you do, what are you supposed to do with those gifts? If you... Keep them for yourself and hide them in a closet. Is that okay? If you've been given spiritual gifts, you're to faithfully administer God's grace. That's what that gift is for, is to serve others. That's why we are given spiritual gifts. Now, this can be a little bit tricky to talk about, And I'm going to talk about it this way. Did you know you are valuable? I need to be nicer to you people. Do you you guys, do you guys, do you know you're valuable? Absolutely you are. Why? There's two reasons. And there's sort of intention with each other. Reason number one, God just likes you. He doesn't have any reasons for it. He doesn't need to. He just has an overflow of love. And he sees you and he's like, "Oh, look at Michelle. Oh, I just like her. You know, God's like that. There's, there's just an overflow of love and we don't need to produce anything for him to love us, right? He just loves us. So we're valuable because God loves us. But we're also valuable because we can bring something to the table. We're also valuable because we're an integral part of the team. Because we have spiritual gifts. For God to just love you and have no reason, you don't need spiritual gifts for that. You can just be a a big mess and God will just love you. You don't need gifts. The reason you need gifts is so that you can be valuable in another sense, so that you can actually make a difference, so that you can be a a part of changing this world, a part of advancing the kingdom of God, a part of the team that is bringing light into the world that's full of darkness. You are valuable because without you, the cause of Christ is hindered. Did you know that? So you're valuable in two ways. You're valuable because God just likes you. And you're valuable because you bring something with you that makes a difference. Because you are part of the body of Christ. You have a role. You have a function. The first type of value has no responsibility attached to it. God just likes you. Awesome. So we like that one in our culture. And we like to feel important. So we want to talk about our spiritual gifts. But understand this. The gift isn't for you. You have a responsibility to bring the gift to the body. There is a responsibility attached to that second type of value. And if you don't do your thing, It will hurt the cause of Christ. Did you know that? Now, another misconception about spiritual gifts is that bloop you just have them. The truth is, you've got to develop your spiritual gifts. You've got to practice. You've got to get better. You've got to grow or you'll never get to that place where you can be useful. Like, uh, I still feel like I am just waking up to what ministry is all about. I've been a pastor for 15 years almost. I'm just starting to get a glimpse at what this, what's really going on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just starting to feel like I'm catching on. Uh, things take time to develop, but we've got to Stick with it. We've got to keep at it. We've got to develop our spiritual gifts. If God's called you to be on the worship team, but you don't practice your instrument, are you ever going to be on a worship team? No. You've got to practice. You've got to develop. You've got to grow in your spiritual gifts. Where did I end up? I don't know, I I just I went uh I went rogue on here, so A few things to understand about spiritual gifts. They do require hard work and time to develop. Your specific gifts are valuable. I've seen people undervalue what God has called them to do. They're a prayer warrior. They want to be an evangelist that stands in front of 10,000 people. Guess what, man? Be a prayer warrior. Why was that important? Don't not do that because you want to stand in front of 10,000 people. Um, And as the gifts change over time, I don't know a good preacher who didn't start with cleaning the toilets at the church. That's where you start. You want to preach, you clean the toilets. That's just a deal. You know, people won't do that. Guess what? They're not going to become a preacher. It's just that simple. Make sure you value other people's gifts as well. Maybe, you know, I'm the youth worker, you know, the great youth worker who, uh, is making a difference for the world. If people don't accept Christ by the time they're 16, they're never going to and all this stuff. So it's all about you. You know, and you people can do your administration or whatever it is you do in the office, whatever, but I'm doing the real Lord's work. Well, guess what? Every spiritual gift is valuable to the group. So don't undervalue other people's giftings. You know, evangelists are awesome this way. They they just... It's all evangelism, you know. It's, it's, it's where it's at. Well, great. Feel that. Understand that. Do that. Make sure we value other people's giftings. And here's the last one before we close. Don't get mad at the church because the things you should be doing aren't getting done. Alright? If you notice, man, they should be... That's probably your calling. And at the very least, the person who's called to do that isn't showing up. They've kept their gift and they put it on the mantle and they're enjoying it. Bring it, or it hinders the cause of Christ. We're going to close. I'm going to invite the prayer team up. Daydream with me for a second as the prayer team comes and we prepare to close. Jesus spoke to the people that were following him and he said you are the light of the world that's incredible i still don't understand why he would risk his reputation on us you are the light Of the world. If we were to fully receive the things of the Holy Spirit, have our heart break for the things that break God's heart, love people how God loves people, have patience like God has patience, have joy like God has joy. If we were to have that, we would be starting to be the light of the world. And if we were to walk into our gifts, full of the Spirit, full of the fruit of the Spirit, and start doing the things God has called us to do, and we function in both the, the love of God and the truth of God, then we would be the light of the world. Let's be that. In order to have that, we need more of God. We need more of His Spirit so that we can have more fruit we need more of his spirit so we can have more gifts so let's pray let's ask god to touch us bring us into a better place heavenly father i just honor you in this place lord for those who uh who may not be understanding whether or not they're your child if they're if they're feeling like they're separated from you Lord, I just pray that Your hand would be upon them right now, that they would be able to ask You for forgiveness and say, Lord, I will follow You. And Lord, if, if, if they need help, have them come to the prayer team. They can pray with them and help them through that process and, and get out of this place just fully, completely, perfectly forgiven and start them fresh and new. And Lord, for for the believer who's been kind of spinning their wheels and starting to get stagnant and getting a little bit bored with the whole process. Father, I pray a, a, a refilling and empowering by Your Spirit that we could feel the things You feel. That we could have the love You have. That we could have the uh, the the peace that You have. That we could see this world the way You see it, with the same compassion, with the, the same uh, desire to see things change. And Lord, help us to receive of Your Spirit so that we can walk in all the giftings. Lord, the ones we're comfortable with and the it, that are natural things and the ones we're not maybe so familiar with that are supernatural things. Let us not hinder what You want to do, but let us fully receive. So bless us, Lord. Encourage us. Help us to walk in Your ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can come on down for prayer. Otherwise, you're dismissed. Uh, Say hi to somebody you don't know and encourage them in the Lord this morning.